Hey everybody, welcome to episode 73 of Founders Gyan and thanks for tuning in. This week we are talking to Kaushik, the founder and CEO of Booksbeka and our topic of discussion is how to source difficult items for an e-commerce venture. Do check out foundersgyan.com/ep73 for the show notes. To links to all that we discuss on the show. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello everybody. Today we have Kaushik, the founder and CEO of booksbeka.com on the show and we are going to talk about how to source difficult items for an e-commerce venture. So firstly Kaushik thanks so much for taking the time out uh, and uh, giving us your uh, valuable information in this podcast. So why don't you quickly give a one or two minute intro about yourself and booksbeka.com. I think we need to set the context right about why you be the right person for telling us how to source difficult items yes first of all thank you ram and uh, i think it's a great opportunity to uh, share my views on uh, this topic i'm kaushik uh, uh, i'm a computer science graduate from uh, jss academy of technical education i have been the founder and ceo of uh, booksbaker.com a startup which is running from past one year so we are basically a e-commerce website uh, completely dedicated to books market yeah and uh, i have been doing i have been working out on the supply chain i have been working out on uh, sourcing all the suppliers distributors from past 8 months and that has been the major aim of the company too and uh, i think i'll be uh, i hope i'll be helpful in uh, exploring more about this topic okay so just to uh, add add on to that uh, booksbeka.com specializes in uh, academic books yes. if i'm not mistaken yes. and hard to source books yes. right these are yes. not books that you can just go yes. to, a, to your local shops neither can you maybe you can get it in online flipkart yes. i'm not sure amazon yes. but these are difficult to source items and yes. uh, booksbeka.com gives them uh, in two days if i yeah. two we to three days from eight hours eight hours okay <laughs> great yeah. uh, but let's say average two to three yes. days and uh, at less than the mrp that yes. you get in the yes. so Uh, I think that's that's uh, that sets the tone for our conversation. Now, obviously, Kaushik, you're uh, you you've been an expert in uh, sourcing books. Now, let's uh, first define what is a difficult to source item. You know, in your experience, obviously, uh, you come from yes. uh, the books background, but maybe you can give us more general idea of what what do you consider a difficult to source item? Yeah. See, according to me, uh, the products which are not categorized, uh-huh. where there's a lot of disorganization, which is not simple way. So there's one way where you bring, uh, you make simple things complicated. There's one way you make complicated things very simple. So that is where I feel there are few products in the in the in the industry which has not been online ever. Mm-hmm. because of uh, disorganization in the retailing because of the disorganization in the supply chain they're not never come online mm-hmm. so that is the main focus which you're working out in the booksbaker.com also mm-hmm. so there definitely a lot of products which mm-hmm. have never come online so when you say uh, these are not been categorized what do you mean so for example if i'm an uh, engineering student for yes. example uh, i know my syllabus i know what books i need right so yeah. what do you mean by these books are yeah. not been categorized yeah. Yeah let me tell you what i mean by uh, uh, disorganization i mean uh, no categories see the books the products i mean they're very dynamic they're mm-hmm. open they're uh, they're open to change for the dynamic syllabuses mm-hmm. because syllabuses are just for one year or just for two years so once there is dynamism 
you need constant efforts to mm. maintain the dynamic uh, categories mm. so you need a team which is working on the uh, working on the market analysis the market surveys so that is what i actually mean because these don't these fields doesn't don't have a permanent solution mm. you need to be really dynamic you need to be on the foot to say which is right and which is wrong in terms of product mm. so when you have lot of efforts there the lot of efforts have not been put people have taken a very easy way solution where mm. yeah these are the long term novels which i want to sell mm. these are the projects which are there in the market from 40 years mm. which are uh, informations are available on internet i just pull the information from the internet put it there put the prices there and sell it mm-hmm. so that is what i mean by uh, disorganization there mm-hmm. it has not been categorized because there's lot of efforts has to be put in a very dynamic way in this field mm. so so basically these are items that can keep changing from yes. year, year on year yes. okay so uh, that's that's just an example obviously there could be yes. other things that are yes. not online yes. so now uh, i think uh, that's that's a good good enough definition to work on now how can you uh, tell us how how we can build a supply for these items so obviously you have done that now uh, in booksbaker.com how much uh, how much skus do you have uh, if, if that's the correct term how many skus do you have how many books do you have yeah we have like 30000 30000 right yeah. so you have constant supply of these 30000 yes. so let's assume that maybe 90 70% 80% of them are in stock at any yes. given point of time yes. Yes. Uh, so that's upward of maybe 20000 plus books yes. that are in stock so yes. how did you build a supply for these items how can we also go ahead and build a supply for yes. uh, for an, yes. uh, for these kind of items yes i think first to start it is always the retailers mm-hmm. because you are a startup you are new to market so the first chain is to build who is the best seller who is already in the town Mm-hmm. okay and who is less ex- less explored probably so that is how we searched out so mm-hmm. first we started exploring who is the best retailer mm-hmm. so that is how we started the business also mm-hmm. and i think for any e-commerce website that is how they have to start mm-hmm. because uh, and he is very flexible because mm-hmm. uh, he is not he doesn't co- he doesn't work on rules so there's a lot of conversations which you can have where you can put lot of his products online you have images could be taken in the store so first thing is to find a retailer so that mm-hmm. is how we did right. so we found a retailer in the su- level of supply chain then thinking about the distributor mm. so that he is the next big fish in the market so there is always one distributor who is working out on the market mm. who is giving who has been supplying all your retailers mm. but when you as a startup when you go to a distributor you need a certain amount of sales to show him that you are one of the player in the market right yeah so that is how we built on mm. first to a retailer then the uh, analysis of the market then the vision of booksbaker.com the target of booksbaker.com then we pulled all the distributors in mm. so that is how we built a supply mm. chain there okay so basically you're saying start small uh, yes. maybe build on some uh, sales yes. you know and then once you have some sales then you can go to the distributor yes. otherwise your yes. uh, distributor is not going to take you seriously not right? at all not I, at have all. you have you been to a distributor before you built sales and yes, you get rejected course. yes of course there was a lot of times uh, because uh, obviously first of all you you have be, you you have been compared to companies like amazon flipkart that is what at the at the beginning of the day they do that right so you they say they give so much of sales but actually speaking uh, uh, you have, once you grow as you into, into your dedicated market you build a lot of traction i think uh, once you are compared on a global scale or a national scale i mm-hmm. think your dedicated market will have more revenues than companies like big e-commerce which are already doing so yes we have been we had been in the very initially got rejected from from famous distributors and uh, also the publishers end 
but i think rcls has really proved uh, what we could do mm. so then uh, right now we are connected to 18 distributors in mm. bangalore and uh, 30 distributors throughout india wow. and uh, that is something as achievement of 8 months whatever bookspeaker.com has done and that is, i think every e-commerce company has to do that okay very nice very nice now let's talk about uh, building a continuous pipeline so yes. i'm just creating a new word here i yes. don't know if that's the word you guys use or not so basically what i'm trying to say is that okay you have a catalog you have an item yes. now how do you make sure that uh, you know that your pipeline is uh, smooth i mean uh, many of these distributors and publish uh, publishers may not have uh, uh, software systems uh, that can integrate with uh, your systems right yes. so how do you make sure that what you have what <coughs> excuse me how do you make sure that what you have uh listed on the website uh, is currently in stock is out yes. of stock is going to come one week from now yes. what how do you yes. do that yes and uh, i think uh, fortunately in our uh, uh, our end because 70% of distributors have already come and have already seen the online spaces mm-hmm. and that's the reason there's already a system there mm. i'll t- i'll talk about the what 30% we have done uh, right. so there are the few distributors where who have, who have right. so so one part is if they already have a system in yes. place you just have to find There's out a direct integration yeah, yeah so every every distributor is dynamic in sending his stock list so mm-hmm. every stock list goes into the website so it is dynamically updated at that end so 70% is yes right. so considering 15 to 16000 of products mm-hmm. good stock good survey everything is very good in that end but other 30% mm-hmm. we actually help them in making mm-hmm. a stock because mm-hmm. there's always a, a go down full of books mm-hmm. but there is no regular look up on which book is there and which book is not so mm-hmm. that is the reason we provide them the solution there so mm-hmm. we actually go in there I, and i think that is what you have to do that is what that is the market we are looking out also where mm-hmm. there is a disorganization mm-hmm. so we actually go in there there not at all there i think you hardly find uh, computers in the whole go, go down there mm-hmm. so there is distributors like that and these distributors are in this market from past 60 70 years mm-hmm. so which means they are really huge right. so so we go in there we give them inventory solutions there mm-hmm. so we give them inventory solutions we help them build an inventory so mm-hmm. we showcase them what has to be done mm-hmm. how is it to be integrated mm-hmm. and then we make sure there's all if the, if everything is not done online mm-hmm. we also make sure there is one uh, representative of bookspeaker.com who is constantly going there to stick, check out the stocks mm-hmm. so both are being done at our end so there's online up, uh, integration too and i think there's also offline interest in doing that okay so offline i think uh, we can understand online integration uh, so i think uh, the distributors are okay with if somebody comes and yes. like takes a regular survey but uh, but uh, wouldn't you have a little bit more resistance when it comes to Uh, asking them to put in a system you know because uh, yes. they might consider it an investment specifically for you because yes. other people are not uh, yes. re- requiring that so yes. how do you get over that hurdle how do you convince them yeah i think uh, uh, once you show them the so- sales and mm. once you show them their competitors mm. i think uh, they'll really understand what is the need there mm. because that is what we have done there mm. are very good distributors but because they have not been uh, Uh, they've not been adjusting to the new age of startups or new age of e-commerce mm. that's the reason they're really lagging behind so mm. what we try to do is we convince them the fact that there is a competition going on and mm. you have to really integrate you have to really come up to the mm. competition and build on and mm. that is how we have convinced them also and okay. uh, it is not just for our startup because mm. we don't say we go in there and we don't say help our startup mm. we just say it is your time to build your business too mm. and that is how we want mm. to really help them so, and the solutions you kind of try to help them implement are something that is very generic they can use that to 
say sell on Amazon or Flipkart yes. or other places also, yes. right? So yes. it's it's a gain for their business, yes. right? Obviously, yes. you have to go in with that yes. approach. You can't go in with an approach that is confined to our business. Yes, yeah. definitely not. Okay, okay, great. Now uh, let's uh, talk about uh, your. Uh, Worst entrepreneurial moment and the lessons you learned from this and uh, just as a okay. uh, background to our listeners, uh, Kaushik also uh, is running currently uh, yes. uh, an, an NGO called uh, Ramos Foundation. Ramos Foundation. R A. Can you spell that? R A M O S C. R A M O S C Foundation and as uh, uh, that helps supply books to uh, rural uh, and semi-urban areas and they've already built about 14 libraries. Uh, so he's been involved with that for the past uh, several years, four or five years now. Yes. Uh, so talk to us about your worst moment. I mean, uh, it could be in Booksbeka, preferably, or it could be like in your yeah. uh, NGO also. Uh, I think uh, I'll just uh, tell a few lines about the NGO and also continue with uh, the journey there. I think uh, uh, as an NGO, like uh, you're not bound to earn, so you're doing all these good things and uh, I was awarded uh, Chetana Award, a national level service award in uh, 2014 for uh, being the best visionary. Mm. So because uh, uh, I've already done career counseling sessions, all these things in 15-16 uh, uh, districts. And the journey was very smooth when I was in an NGO because mm. four years it was college and it was NGO. It was all really going good and people always appreciated and also applauded me because I was doing something which was really different. Mm. So then the urge of doing something different hit me very, very quickly and uh, that is when I thought, no, that's not the IT sector which I really want to go in because I'm a computer science engineer. It's a startup which I want to really come out and explore. But once you come into this sector, uh, probably the three months after uh, deciding that I'll be going through a startup, mm. uh, there was a lot to hear. Mm. Uh, <laughs> there was a lot to hear. Uh, mm. And uh, from the probably from the college, from your colleagues, from your seniors, from your family, relatives, everywhere, everywhere uh, uh, making me go really low uh, mm. because uh, I had already built a team of seven to eight and it was not just me who has to take care I have to take care of all of them I have mm. to see about their families too I think uh, uh, taking risk uh, was uh, I think thinking about doing big was much more scary then mm. uh, then I think uh, uh, the family was a big support uh, mm. all of us I think we are great, getting great support from family for whatever we were doing mm. then I think I don't want to call it really worse but uh. that was something which uh, taught us a lot of things to mm. pick people around us uh, mm. uh, to make a good company because to bring in people who think the same way which I think like-minded minds mm. and all these things so mm. telling all these things from then we have been having a very great and good journey okay yeah. okay great so thanks for sharing that with us now uh, is there a daily or a morning ritual that you follow? Uh, can you share it with ourselves? Uh, could be personal, like maybe uh, yeah. exercise or whatever, or professional. Yeah. Maybe you do something every yeah. day without fail. Yeah, I think uh, for any entrepreneur, motivation is really important. Mm. And uh, you come to some point there, uh, nobody can motivate you apart from yourself. Mm. So uh, I think I start the day with the gym I, mm. uh, because physical exercise is really important. And then, uh, believe it or not, uh, I hear a lot of motivational, spiritual speeches from uh, sages like uh, Sukhabodha and the Swami. Uh, mm. All these things because my dad really feels funny. What is he doing at the age mm. of 22? Mm. But I think it really, really motivates me that. And uh, from then on, because I have to come here and motivate my people here. Mm. And that is what we have been doing. And once we come down here, and to be honest, 
I still accompany my team for the delivery mm. because we deliver some 20 40 odd 20 to 30 orders per day mm. and we go in there we talk to customers there because we really want to know we don't really mind doing that mm. we distribute pamphlets we go out for mm. shipping so mm. we do all these things and I think uh, for any entrepreneur self motivation is really important and uh, mm. that has been my daily ritual I mm. motivate myself okay <laughs> if you like the show do follow us on Facebook and Twitter The link is www.facebook.com/foundersgyan and twitter.com/foundersgyan. Both these provide you daily tips and articles as well as resources to help and inspire your startup. There are multiple tips per day. Some examples of these tips would be articles on the latest startups, growth hacking tips, how do you build team for startups, how to get funding, etc. So don't forget facebook.com/foundersgyan. and twitter.com/foundersgyan now uh, let's get back to the topic in hand yes. now uh, one of the considerations that uh, every uh, e-commerce website has is uh, whether to build a stock you know a warehouse stock kind of model or to do a just in time model yes. when uh, you just directly get it yes. from the distributor yes. so obviously there are advantages and disadvantages of both uh, now with uh, in your uh, based on your experience could you give us some considerations for when we should actually say uh, keep stock versus when we should actually do a just in time model yes. or should we do a combination of these yes. so maybe you can start with booksbeka how you do yes. it and yes. then uh, yes. elaborate in general terms what yeah. we should do yeah we actually started with just in time because mm-hmm. i think of any startup they have to do that because mm-hmm. until you know your market mm-hmm. until you know the problem of the market you really don't have to risk because risk is always calculated you have to risk it only when you know your market so we we did it with just in time mm-hmm. and uh, we did lot of surveys on the st- on the books especially on the products mm-hmm. so first for any company do a very good search very good survey on your products mm. uh, what is the kind of product people are looking out for that is mm. what we really did mm. and uh, once you are you are doing really well with just in time mm. then you take your analytics mm. strongly make until you bring on a analytical number i mean okay this number is good for to talk about the analytics now until you build that so once we saw once we saw good analytics now we know which are the products we really want to invest in mm. okay then we started with the whole collection of inventory so mm. now we do both we do just in time and we do inventory but uh, 60% of the company is running on inventory now mm. and uh, you find your own ways to reduce the risk of inventory losses mm. so that is what i uh, advise any any mm. entrepreneur who is into e-commerce you should always have your ways to reduce your risk on uh, inventories just for example i'll just yeah. tell uh, we have a stock of uh, something in 3 uh, to 5 lakhs if we just for example mm-hmm. we have such a stock so what is the idea we brought in is we did this something called offline stores mm-hmm. so there is booksbaker.com online center everything is going good we have brought in a concept called offline stores and we have some 30 offline stores in bangalore now mm-hmm. spread out into different areas So what I do is instead of just keeping a blind inventory in your go down, mm. what we do is we put everything into the market. Mm. So in just to increase the visibility of the product, mm. because every if somebody wants to experience the product, mm. they can go to booksbaker.com offline store, so they can see the product, they can buy it there. So that and 
few of the books are going to the cafeterias mm-hmm. so we are exposing our whole uh, uh, products to the cafeterias we're going to the offline stores and we're also doing b2b businesses so i think you have to really find once you're doing an inventory business once mm-hmm. you're doing an inventory model find your ways to reduce the risk, risk of inventory losses mm-hmm. that is what i can tell and of course you have to do both just in time is what you have to do because you cannot source 100 products at the end of the day you can do somewhere near 95 96 there there are few distributors who are very uh, primitive in their thoughts very orthodox in their thoughts they're not ready to give out 10 15 books at one shot right um, they, they know the demand of the products there so that is the reason you have to do both but if you are doing inventory have mm-hmm. very good ways to reduce the risk of uh, inventory loss okay okay and excellent and uh, one of the reasons could be distributors uh, uh, not giving you uh, yes. uh, less number of stock for building an inventory. Yes. Uh, is there anything else like uh, any any other advantage? Uh, does building an inventory uh, help you uh, service customers yes. faster? Yes, lot of lot of advantages when because any model, any e-commerce model, I think according to our understanding, it won't run in just in time. Mm. Because once you're going into the inventory model, mm. you're cracking a bigger margin. Mm. Until your until the pro- profit on the product is your major source of income, mm. you have to run on an inventory model mm. because you have other sources. Then it's fine. Work on just in time. Use all your uh, e-commerce skills or digital marketing skills to bring other uh, uh, players on your field. But what I feel is, if you are if the income is through the B two C, it's on the profit on product. Inventory model is the only way because mm-hmm. you can't uh, compete with uh, big chains with the percentage. Mm-hmm. So you have to work out the inventory models because even companies, big companies work on just in time and they're not being able to crack bigger discount. Mm-hmm. So inventory is the only way. But once you're doing inventory, a lot of things has to be done because this credit policy comes into the uh, picture right. because you have to al- always invest. You have to open accounts in all the distribution houses. Mm-hmm. So you have to maintain the accounts there. So once you are flexible and F, uh, to invest amount there, mm. I think inventory model can really fetch you, fetch you a lot of margins and mm. uh, profit making. Okay, okay, great. So now let's talk about the biggest challenges in uh, sourcing uh, items that are difficult. What what challenges did you face, and what do you think uh, startups generally face? One is obviously you're very new; uh, the distributors don't know you, uh, so they might not trust you. Uh, yes. But apart from that. Uh, is there any other uh, challenges that you face? I mean, did you have uh, trouble finding the right people? Uh, could we talk yes, through? Yes, it? yes. I think uh, the primitive mindset of uh, few the stores because uh, once you are talking about uh, uh, things which are not online or uh, difficult to source items. Of course, you have to understand the fact that uh, the vendors are not easy. Mm-hmm. So, whichever distributor you are speaking to, because people would have already done this because if it was not that easy. So, once right. you have to understand the fact that it is not easy at all. So, right. the way you converse, the, the, mm-hmm. the things you tell them, you have to have your own ideas mm-hmm. uh, to, bring a, to bring a profit uh, uh, for both models. So, mm-hmm. you have to work out on all these things. Mm-hmm. So, finding them is the biggest uh, difficulty and getting into their level is the second uh, second difficulty because mm-hmm. uh, not every day you will be t- because few of our distributors are vendors themselves mm-hmm. okay so so one because we also deal with second hand books mm-hmm. so we have a lot of vendors connected to they are very against e-commerce so they don't want to support e-commerce because they know the, their business is going down because of e-commerce so how do you convince them by building their business too by helping their business too that is your challenge and mm-hmm. that is where we worked out also mm-hmm. so offline store concepts all these things mm-hmm. 
we gave them room to explore we gave them room to market their product bring their name into the uh, picture not just booksbeka.com so now we can uh, proudly tell that uh, that is what i want to try to tell that help other businesses grow mm-hmm. to uh, build your business mm-hmm. so that is the only model which can convince mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. so excellent excellent advice i think that's that's a gem of advice that uh, you should go in uh, to these businesses uh, with a mindset of helping them uh, you know so that you can get business yes. and also i think you have to be ready for a lot of uh, rejections and uh, a lot of uh, disappointments along mm-hmm. the way because uh, uh, like you say these people are not open to the idea so yeah. uh, you have to have a thick skin and uh, be yes. not uh, persevere right yes. basically you have to persevere yeah. uh, even if uh, it doesn't work out so i think uh, those are those are great things now uh, we just have a couple of last questions but uh, before we uh, go to that i just want to ask you what is the best advice you have ever heard and try to implement in your life uh, job yeah i think uh, the best advice would be uh, going slow is better than uh, stopping mm. i think uh, that is what i uh, really felt because and i think uh, the one of my mentors said this because mm. uh, i keep visiting a lot of mentor mentoring sessions and all because we are new to this whole uh, arena of startups so i think uh, you never know uh, until you are progressing until you are just going a, a single step not a huge leap steps uh, or a jump until you are progressing until mm. you are going slow i think that would be a solution so never come into a place where uh, okay i think it's time to stop because mm. once you are into this field i think only you will be knowing the vision mm. because you don't go to convince anybody else it's better to go slow mm. excellent excellent advice uh, there kaushik thanks so much so uh, even if uh, times are tough and you know your business is not doing so well uh, yes. always uh, try to you know maybe uh, put in 10% of effort at yes. least even if you don't don't give up completely yes. i think uh, is a is a great advice there uh, and uh, uh, if you are to do this all over again so booksbeka is now about 8 uh, months old like you said yes. and uh, Uh, you are doing pretty pretty well uh, you you already have so many distributors so many uh, items in stock and uh, so many offline stores but uh, is there anything you feel that if you started today you would have directly skipped some of the things and done some of the things different what what do you think uh, or, or would you still go through the same journey uh, i think uh, i think no because uh, uh, only when you try uh, you know what is what is the thing you have to correct Mm-hmm. and uh, because we there's no rules as such in business or in startup so mm-hmm. something uh, every model is different every product is different so i can't mm-hmm. apply some other product rule into my product mm-hmm. so what we have been trying to do from 6 to 8 months i think we have been learning a lot mm-hmm. and that is what i we really wanted to do so even now for all the mistakes which we have committed now so there's always some resolution which is coming out of that there's always some solution which is coming out of that and i think for any startup time is really important mm-hmm. so you have to give enough time for your product enough time for your market mm-hmm. so then you will know what are the mistakes and what are, what is the end like you have to really correct so i think uh, uh, i'm okay with the spending 8 months and uh, that has really helped me to okay okay great so now uh, what are your biggest tips for startups who want to start an e-commerce website uh, and are targeting like uh, difficult uh, to source items yeah the first thing is yeah first find out uh, which is the uh, products which are really difficult to source mm-hmm. normally what a uh, lot of them do is uh, they find they take a simple product 
and they make a complicated creative uh, project out of it and uh, they display it at the end of the day they feel only the discounts are uh, when it comes to e-commerce only discounts wins you the customer but that is not at all true mm. so how good a service you can give is really really important so now we have been giving services which are we are trying to build a, a logistic channels which can deliver your product in less than 8 hours mm. so you have to find this innovative ways so first is to find uh, uh, the products which are really difficult to source so go in a way go in a compassion a passion where uh, you can really help vendors who have been finding really difficult to bring their product online because of some reasons or because of their thoughts so go and give a cla clarified picture to them and second is always concentrate on your service because uh, what is the service you give what is the rapport you keep with your customers uh, just like we had a santa sale uh, uh, two days ago mm -hmm. and there was like 10 surprise gifts just given to 10 customers mm. as uh, in form of Santa Cruz. So do something innovative, always keep in touch and always know your mar market and uh, money is not at the end of the day you have to run behind and I think it's a passion which is coming out. We are deeply in love with books. Mm -hmm. uh, so that is the reason we came up with Bookspaker. We were book donors and we were book buyers and finally we became booksellers. So that is how we have to build a business. Uh, we are completely in love with uh, whatever we are doing from the product to the service. Okay, excellent, excellent. So, uh, since you are in love with books, I'm sure uh, you have some favorite books. So, uh, for startups, what, what uh, from a startup perspective or, or general perspective, yeah. uh, top three uh, favorite books uh, that you can recommend that people yeah. should read? Yeah, I think uh, uh, <clears throat> this was the first book which my fa father gave me. So, it's You Can Win by Shiv Kerala. I think this is what you have to really learn because they, they talk about a lot of things and which really inspired me and I did this in very young age and uh, I think now I've been reading it over and over and now I'm realizing what is the importance of that book. So first read is You Can Win and the second is uh, The Magic of Thinking Big. Mm. I think that is what we really always fail. Uh, you always... Uh, you're really afraid to dream big so let us not do that. So that book uh, really gives you that picture where you have to really dream big and Yes, these uh, technical books aside and the other one is Alchemist by Paul Coelho because that is where we explore. I think uh, it is not just at the end of the day, we are not machines doing business. So we are humans. So let us connect emotionally too. Uh, I think it will really help your business if you are really emotional. So uh, people say you have to be really ruthless to be a businessman. That is not at all true. You have to be really emotional because you know the connection, you know the emotions. I think Alchemist, a very simple book will really help you. In, uh, okay. Okay. Excellent. I've read uh, both Magic of Thinking Big and Alchemist. I haven't read the You Can Win, uh, yes. which I'll sure uh, I'll add it to my to do <laughs> read list. Uh, 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 surprising factor is that uh, Magic of Thinking Big I've read several times and uh, in uh, in the process of rereading it right now actually. Okay. Uh, so, uh, so it is just here. That's the reason. <laughs> okay. Great. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So I just have one final question, but before we go on to that, what's the uh, uh, best way to reach out to you? Obviously, people can check out your website. That's booksbeka.com. Yes. Uh, and for our non-Kannada people, Beka means do you want, yes. right? So uh, booksbeka.com is a is a play on the Kannada word do you yes. want books. Uh, so booksbaker.com is obviously the website to go and check out your uh, product and uh, your service uh, but if any startups or any entrepreneurs any founders want to reach out to you personally uh, what's the best way to reach out to yeah you? i think they can connect to me on linkedin mm -hmm. uh, the profile is kaushik hshe i think uh, i will be very happy and we have been doing in the we have been in the startup ecosystem from one year and we have been loving it so we do a lot of mentoring sessions we go in there and also we pass on the 
advises what we seek there and i think uh, i'm very easy to reach out to no okay problem. linkedin okay yeah. so i will uh, i have your linkedin account so i will link that up on the show notes page uh, so we'll move to the final question so this is how uh, i end all my interviews and uh, uh, this has been such a great interview so uh, i think uh, uh, so thank you so much for that firstly and uh, second thing is uh, i always uh, tell my guests that if uh, none of uh, Uh, what you said in the past half an hour does not air, and just one gyan airs. What would that be? I think it would be a shame to say that because you have given such great uh, information and advice for other startups. But, but still, let's assume that uh, nothing you said will air, but only one gyan will air. Uh, so, give us your one gyan for startups. I think, uh, as I already said, uh, it's it's better to go slow than to stop. because once you're in the startup field there are a lot of players there are a lot of people normally it scares you the fact there are people there are companies like big chains who are doing e-commerce so i think nothing should scare you okay if you're going uh, slow also always be dedicated always give a lot of time and uh, do with lot of love and passion because if you are not doing it even if you are uh, uh, if you're doing my if you're doing lot of sales lot of profit also if you're not doing with love and passion at the end of the day, end of the day you'll not be sustainable so do with lot of passion and love for the business okay excellent advice kaushik thank you so much for taking the time out and talking to us and uh, i wish you continued success in uh, both booksbeka.com as well as your uh, ngo uh, i think you're doing a great service uh, to uh, people so thank you so much thank you and thanks for the opportunity always thank you ram <laughs> There you have it, folks. Another founder, another interesting topic. I hope you had fun in listening to the show and also got something useful out of it. Do check out www.foundersgyan.com/ep73 for the show notes, and do leave a review on the show notes page or on iTunes if you like the show. I'll be back next week with yet another entrepreneur and an interesting topic. In the meantime, good luck on your startup adventure and bye for now.